everybody and welcome to today's show today we're gonna be having a fun time going through reacting to some uh, <laughs> enlightening TikTok, shall we say some conversation starters and talking about everything from drag queens in the military to having kids to marriage to whether or not when you're in a relationship somebody should pay off your debt there's a ton of different conversations to be had today but before we get into that here's Taylor in Nashville Oh, Taylor, you're muted. <laughs> we'll get him back. I think he's muted on his call. Taylor, are I you here now? I was. I had to cough during the countdown. I'm so sorry. Anyway, I was just saying I'm really scared about what's coming, but I guess I should have been scared about the mute button. Yeah. You know, it's spooky season. Happy Halloween, everybody. Before we get into uh, watching some of these TikToks, I got to let you guys know today's episode is sponsored by none other than Nimi Skincare. If you guys know me and you've been following me on other platforms, you know I've been working with this brand, Nimi Skincare, and using this brand for quite some time now. And I am on my own little like personal skincare journey, so it's good to finally have a brand with good ingredients uh, that I feel is good for my skin. Plus, if y'all knew me back when I was working at you, I released this whole documentary called Unwoke Inc. that was traveling through to different parts of the United States, finding people who were creating alternative companies to the sort of woke brands that we are so accustomed to. And Nimi Skincare happens to be one of those brands, the skincare company that is actively anti-woke and is promoting values that we share on this show. So if you'd like to upgrade your skincare and actually promote a company that is anti-woke, you guys can go to the link in my description down below. If you use code AMALA, A-M-A-L-A, you will get 10% off of your order with them. And I personally use their SPF moisturizer. I use their vitamin C cleanser and this little hydrating cream thing. So yeah, shout out to Nimi Skincare. Again, link is in the description down below. Now, let's start off with this first TikTok. And if you're wondering, like if you ever think about the state of the American military and you're wondering, are these men and women ready to defend us? I don't know that this video is going to instill confidence in you, but we're gonna watch it. Here we go. I do have to turn the sound off because we don't wanna get copyright claimed on the music here. But here are some of our uh, service members. Let's take a look. This is, you know, strapping young man. Looks like he's, you know, strong. Oh, <laughs> now in drag, another, you know, strapping young man, US Army. And we get a nice little hair flip into the wig drag queen. I gotta say, they slayed on the makeup. The makeup is a slay. But uh, is this what I want out of my military? I don't know. And I feel like the reports that come out of the US military just get crazier and crazier every single year. Uh, you know that previously on this show, we've covered General Milley talking about how, you know, he's doing self inventory on his, you know, white hatred and all this stuff and talking about, you know, equity and diversity and inclusion. And then we got this whole report on how the military is covering gender transitions for the soldiers and allowing them to get all of the medical transitional care that comes with identifying as trans. And now we have this beautiful TikTok of two U.S. Army members transitioning into drag. You know what? If this is just a hobby you have on the side and you just happen to be in the U.S. military and you're 
meeting all the physical standards and everything, I guess more power to you. But I think there should probably be a rule, and I don't know how this isn't a rule already, that if you are a service member in your uniform, let's not make TikTok videos where you are transitioning into, you know, looking female and looking like a drag queen, just for the sake of our own, you know, self-image and the, the strength that this military is supposed to exude to the world, maybe you should be disincentivized uh, into making TikToks. Now, Taylor, did watching this video make you want to enlist? <laughs> <laughs> it made me want to enlist in Nimi skincare because those guys have such great skin. They must be using oh, it. Oh no. my God. But <laughs> in all seriousness, uh, no, that is not, it, you know, the, on the one hand, it's like, I guess as a private citizen, you're allowed to do what you're allowed to do. But when you sign up for the military, you're not a private citizen, but you still have rights. You know, you can like have your own hobbies and whatnot. But I guess what irks me or put, rubs me the wrong way is wearing your uniform and then putting in that same video that you're wearing your uniform, this little transformation into this other thing that has nothing to do with it. And it's just drawing a direct association between your your ideology your way of entertaining yourself that that's nothing to do with the military and the military and it just seems wildly inappropriate uh, at best for me and i don't know I'd, I'd rather something like this not exist but is it really all that much of a surprise when you reference mark milley we've seen the advertisements the way the military is advertising for recruiting these days they're leaning into you know showing the girl with two moms and finding her way to have adventure or whatever and or finding herself um and we've seen just a lot of strange things coming up from the military uh, side of things, uh, particularly in the, the last couple of years. So uh, I'm not all that surprised, but no, it's not a good look. Yeah, they were like doing drag shows for the military. I feel like it's just, you know, it's something that's popular now. It's something that's being talked about and people are doing it for the sake of being controversial. But I also think there is no greater tool for our adversaries than TikTok, <laughs> really, at this point. There's nothing that makes the U.S. look worse than, like, the content that we consume on TikTok, and I'm not the one to be able to speak on this, because I do go on TikTok and, like, search through it and look through it. I spent way too much time on it today compiling videos for uh, this episode in particular, but oh my goodness, do I see some of the craziest things that do not instill faith in humanity when I go on that app. And let's let's move on to this next one. Uh, and <laughs> these videos are going to be all over the place because we're just going to have a fun show where we have a whole bunch of different discussions. Here's one. And I'm going to set the stage. You are a woman and you're married, you know, and you've decided let's bring a kid into the world. And your husband goes, yeah, I think that's a good idea. You decide you're going to have a hospital birth. And at the end of it, your husband wants you to pay the expense of it. Let's watch. Woman recently gives birth. And her husband demands that she pay the entire hospital bill herself. Now, there's more to the story. They've been married seven years. She just had her, their first baby three months ago. They split everything in their marriage 50-50 when it comes to finances oh, and God. generally keep their money separate. And everything seemed to be going pretty well until they received the hospital bill for this birth. So here's the deal. She planned to give birth without any medication, but after 24 hours of labor, decided to do the epidural. And when the bill came, her husband expected her to pay the entire eight grand bill herself. And when she asked why, he said, you're the one who couldn't hold out for a few more hours oh and you jacked up the bill. And I shouldn't have to pay for all of these extra requests. 
And then finally, if she wanted luxury, she should expect to pay for it. Luxury. Oh, my God. Now, if you're wondering all the extra, you know, what jacked up this bill? Well, of course, the epidural, very expensive. Oh uh, lactation gosh. consultant, nursery fee, extra night stay, postpartum supplies, any food she ate. So all of that made the bill go up. And so he goes, well, that was your decision, so you should pay for that. That's not coming out of my pile of the pot. So she ended up paying the entire bill on her own. And she's now wondering and questioning, are her feelings valid, John? I'm not are her feelings valid? Okay, first of all, this should have, this has, there's so many red flags that are present in this conversation right now that it makes me feel bad that they even got to the point in their marriage where they're in the situation of like bringing a child back and forth with this because there is so much going on here. If, first of all, if a man said, uh, you, I'm not paying for the birth of bringing our child into the world, insane you need to go you need to go well obviously you've had a kid so you can't go now but uh, you should have had that conversation prior to the kid being brought into the world probably prior to getting married to one another but you know on the other end of things you knew who he was when you married him and you knew who he was when you had the the kid with him can we really be all that shocked that this is happening now now mind you i know that like hospitals rack up the bill and they charge you like a thousand dollars for you know giving you tylenol when you're in the hospital so i imagine this bill was maybe more expensive than he anticipated and that might be fueling some of the response here but y'all are married, which means what is yours is what is mine, and what is mine is yours. And especially when you're having a baby, y'all should cover that together. Which, as soon as I heard that they, like, split things, like, 50-50 and have their own, like, personal finances, I thought, okay, maybe there might be some red flags there. I know plenty of happy and healthy couples that do that, but it does sort of insinuate that there is like a my pile and then there is a your pile but if you are bringing that mentality into the birth of your child it's just red flags galore red flags galore <laughs> yeah i mean you took the word out of my mouth uh but the, i don't understand splitting money uh in, in a marriage relationship i think before marriage maybe that there's an argument to be had but uh I don't get it. And it inevitably leads to like scorekeeping. And like you said, this stuff's mine, this stuff's yours. Who's paying for what? Like it's, if they're not a roommate, they're, they're a spouse. They're someone you're, you're committed to. And, and uh, a child needs an environment to grow up in where there's like a sense of sharedness. And, you know, when you get married, it's two becoming one. And uh, I say this, like, you know, my wife happens to have a, se a separate bank account, but as far as our, how we treat our finances and everything, like we, uh, we make all those decisions together and there's not like this uh, me holding back from you or, or anything like that. And I could, uh, I can maybe understand it, you know, if that's just how you, you develop the relationship and want to go into things, but not being able to set that aside, particularly when it comes to a children that you created together mm -hmm. is crazy. And I get, maybe he's talking about like the add-ons to the birthing, but like, dude, you have, you're in no position. That's like very dangerous ground to start to tread on and say, oh, because you wanted this treatment or an epidural or anything like that. Like I, I didn't approve of that. Therefore I don't have to pay for it. Like that is so ungenerous and just insane and unbecoming of a husband in general. Yeah, dude, he sounds like the type of guy that'll be like, you took a sip of my drink at dinner. Can you Venmo me $2 or something like that? That's what it sounds 
like to me. That is crazy. Imagine you're a woman who has just had a child, which is a really intense thing to go through, and your husband's just sitting there like trying to 50-50 calculate the hospital bill. Uh Uh-uh. I would not be able to do that. And the fact that he said you wanted luxury, so you're going to have to pay for luxury is insane to me. Now, there's a whole other conversation to be had around like the the structure of like giving birth and how much the hospitals charge and all these different things, as I said before. But oh, my gosh, maybe you have. Can you unpack that a little bit? You have a whole thing about like how hospitals overcharge women for all these services when it comes to hospital births. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, my I don't know if this is even a hot take anymore because I think it's going to be on like the uptrend over the next few years or whatever. I will not be giving birth in a hospital. Absolutely not. So long as I am healthy enough to give birth at at my home with like a midwife and, and do all that. And, you know, uh, you know, fortunate enough to be able to do that. That is what I'll be doing when you go to the hospital. It's like they want to do a million different tests on your baby. They want to give them this sort of medication and jab them all up and all these different things. They come in and check on you all the time. They don't let you sleep. They're charging you for like putting the baby on the scale for for 10 seconds. And then that's another two thousand dollars that they throw on your hospital bill. Absolutely not. And then. You know, you're pregnant this whole time. You're seeing a certain doctor, you know, or a certain set of nurses that you go in for your regular checkups. And then you have your baby and it's just like a bunch of random strangers are around you the whole time. I would much rather have, you know, um, like a midwife who I am signed up with and seeing from the beginning of pregnancy all the way to the end, who you trust, who you're familiar with, and then knowing, you know, when I give birth, that's going to be the person that I see. And you can, you know, set up your home to where it's more comfortable. Whereas in the hospital, it's just like this whole like clinical environment. You don't know who you're going to be dealing with. They're charging you for a bunch of BS. And yeah, no, it just could not be me. So I hope that my future pregnancies are healthy enough and stable enough to be able to do that at home because these hospitals are just trying to get you for everything that you're worth in what is one of the like most important times of your life. So I understand from the husband's perspective, you know, looking at the bill and being like an epidural costs how much and having a little bit of an aneurysm, but to throw that on your wife and say, you wanted luxury, so now you're going to pay for it. Red flag. You can't run, but run. Y'all, somebody's got to deal with that counseling. (laughs) Go see somebody and see them quick, which is interesting because this is not, uh, you know, a lone issue or an isolated incident. And we're going to expand this conversation into the realm of debt. And I want to get your guys's view on how you view debt once it enters a marriage, because a lot of people talk about finances being one of the big reasons for the breaking down of relationships. It's one of the top reasons that people get divorced. If y'all watched season five of Love is Blind, (laughs) you saw Izzy and Stacy get into a conversation surrounding like credit card debt and your credit score and all these different things. And somebody posted on Reddit saying, quote, my husband refuses to pay my student loans. His reason, I took out the loans before we were together. Is there some loophole to get him to pay? (laughs) Okay. So what do you guys think about this? Do you think that if you have debt and you get married to somebody that that now is like a shared 
uh, hill that you both have to get over. If you are married to somebody who had debt that they incurred before they were in the relationship with you, did you help them out with that? Do you think there's an obligation to help them out with that? Or it's something that, hey, you got it before we were together. I'm still willing to marry you, which in some way means that your debt does become mine. But you're going to handle this on your own. I'm not going to help you fix the debt. I'm curious if any of you have experience in that realm. I could understand from the husband's perspective being like, yeah, you had that before I was here. I didn't ask you to get, you know, a $200,000 gender studies degree. And, you know, I still love you and everything, but that is your debt to handle. But there's also an element I would think of if you're marrying somebody and you love them, you would want to help them in whatever way you can. That doesn't mean that the debt is now fully yours and that you need to take care of it. But maybe there's a little bit of extra incentive in the love that you have to help them with the debt. The fact that she's asking, is there some loophole to get him to pay is crazy and he needs to watch his back. <laughs> yeah, again, another red flag if you're asking that question. Um, you know, me, Amala, like I'm come at marriage from a from a religious standpoint, from a Christian standpoint. And for me, it's a really sacred thing. And there's something real and true to when I say like to becoming one, I really believe that. And so uh, when it comes to debt, I would treat that the same. Now, should that factor in? Should that come up during the dating process and all that where you lay out, OK, hey, wait, what are your financial obligations? Are you saddled with that? Like that's a relevant thing to explore and factor in as you're exploring a relationship with somebody and marriage um, and something that you should discuss ahead of time. But as far as I'm concerned, once you're married, you're married and the, the two are one and there's not this scorekeeping or, you know, that's your responsibility, this is my responsibility. It's you married that person, everything that they are. And uh, that that now is comes under the new thing that, that you formed together. Um, everything you brought into it, everything they brought into it is under this new, new umbrella. And uh, you guys have share responsibility and all that, which is why it's a very weighty thing to marry someone and why you need to give due consideration to everything possible, especially in finance. Like uh, it's relevant to the last two TikToks we reacted to, but we know finances are one of the leading causes of divorce, if not the leading cause. Uh, so, you know, this is definitely something to to make sure that you're on the same page on going into it. But for me personally, like my wife has student loan debt. I have some student loan debt and we're just treating that as this is what's our game plan? What's the best way? What where are the highest interest rates? What can we attack first? We should plan all that out. And we're, we're a team uh, working that out together. So, um, again, that's my personal opinion. I'm, I'm sure other people can slice it up different ways and have successful relationships. But uh, that's that's my thoughts. Yeah, I'm curious if the husband knew about this student loan debt before getting married, because that would be crazy. I used to listen to Dave Ramsey quite a bit. And uh, he would say that uh, financial infidelity is a big thing in relationships where you marry somebody and you had no idea that they had these mountains of just like credit card debt and student loan debt and all these things. And then you find out. And, you know, when you marry somebody, that is part of this legal contract that you've entered into, which is why it can be so just soul crushing in relationships. So. If that has ever happened to you, I mean, that's a tough one. That's probably a very, very tough one to get through. I don't know what that would what that would be like, finding out that somebody has that much debt. I am inclined to believe if I married somebody and he for some reason had, you know, a ton of, of student loan debt or something like that, I would, you know, 
help in whatever way is is you know possible because you love each other. It's a whole different dynamic when when you love somebody. And maybe we should do a poll down below. If you married somebody and they had you know let's say 60k in student loan debt, are you helping them? overcome those loans and we'll, we'll check back in on your poll uh, in, in a little bit. Uh, checking in on the husband paying for their wife's hospital expenses for the birth of their child. 82% of you said the husband should pay. 17% uh, said no, he shouldn't, which that doesn't necessarily add up. It should have been 18% said no. But that's what we got there. So most of you are saying, yes, the husband should help in some way, shape or form, if not pay for the birth of his child, where the other 18% of you said no. And we'll check in on the next one in just a little bit. Here's another question we're going to ask ourselves. If you are in a relationship with somebody, and specifically if you're a man in a relationship with a woman, should you have the power to tell her what she can and cannot wear out? Let's watch. Should a man care about what his girl wears? Absolutely. What women want to do is solicit attention. So when you wear a promiscuous outfit like that, you are soliciting the attention of other males. No, definitely not. Definitely like, not. I'm going to wear what I want. Because he has no say on our lives. It's Yeah, like, we're going to do what we want to do. What he wants. That's it. It's our lives. Yeah. Is your boyfriend here right now? Yeah, he's back right there. there. Do you think you should have some say in what your girl wears when going out? You know what? I'm going to say no to that. You know what? Oh, she, she does what she wants to. If his girlfriend is not here, I'm telling you, there's a completely different answer to that question. That's all I know. You got to let your girl trust your shit. You can't police that. She does her own thing. But if I'm not here, his answer would be different. Dude, she literally whispered no into his, she literally goes no into his ear before she, before he even answers the question. So I think <laughs> that tells you a little bit. And just like uh, the cosmic synergy of him being like, where's your, where's your boyfriend? And her being like, he's behind me. That just says so much philosophically on a philosophical letter. He's uh, level. He's behind me. <laughs> Just says so much when it comes to the conversation that was just had. I do think the first dude was right, although who can know? Maybe he is, you know, a super secure guy who doesn't care at all uh, what his girlfriend wears out and when she's going to the club. Clearly, they were out on the town because I think everybody in this video seems to have, you know, been drinking a, a little bit. But I think just on a safety level, it's probably okay to care what your girlfriend wears out and about. Now, she's... Not, you know, necessarily super so covered like, I'm gonna wear in this outfit. I mean, she's got, you know, a bunch of cleavage, the, the tummy's out and everything. If you were going to go out alone with just another girl and you're wearing something like that, I, I would hope the thought would cross uh, his mind that, okay, how are we going to be safe tonight? Especially if you're going out into the city, especially if you're going to be having alcohol. There's, you know, precautions you need to take. Maybe bring a sweater. You know, maybe cover up when you're, you know, walking out on, on the street and stuff like that. And if you're going to like freak out on on that and say that he's being controlling, you need to let me do whatever, whatever I want to do. OK, but when you get negative energy in return for the what you're what you're wearing, which we're not allowed to say anymore, uh, you're going to come to me and complain about it. And I'm going to be the one who has to deal with it. Whenever I'm out with my boyfriend, there's an element of understanding that if something goes down, he's going to deal with it. So don't you want to be the one who puts him in the best position to deal with whatever it is that that's going to possibly go down? And if 
the understanding on that is yes, you want to put him in the best position. The best position would be, you know, dressing modestly. And that's not to say that I dress modestly all the time or whatever, because that's certainly not the case. It's just to say that if he decided to put his foot down and say, ah, maybe don't, maybe don't wear that out to the gym or, you know, out dancing or whatever, you'd go, okay. Moving on, it's, mm -hmm. it's okay. And she literally goes, who cares what he thinks? Why are you dating him then? Right. Why are you dating him? I think a lot of girls are just in relationships with like guys that they can just walk all over because then she gets the added benefit of like, yes, I have this guy who makes me feel secure that I can go home to and that, you know, takes care of me and X, Y, and Z, but I can still go out dressed however I want and get attention from other people, which is the driving force behind dressing like that. It's just a fact. It's just a fact. Don't let him trick you. <laughs> Don't let them trick you. <laughs> yeah, I see this and I'm like, you know, a, a man who's trying to control his woman and what she wears, like down down to everything, gives no consideration or room for her own feelings of how she's how she's thinking about how she's expressing herself. Of course, red flag. Uh, but a woman who gives absolutely no consideration to a man, her man and how he feels about how she dresses or anything like that, like uh, that's also a red flag. So for me, it's just a matter more of respect and consideration of the other person and their feelings. And if you're not willing to factor in how your significant other feels about the things that you do in any domain, but in particular, like what you wear out in public or how you conduct yourself in public, maybe when it involves interacting with the opposite sex or whatever, like then I don't know what to tell you. I mean, that, that doesn't seem like the healthy preconditions for a good relationship that's going to flourish and grow and last. You need, it's built on mutual respect. It's built on mutual understanding and, and, and knowing your, your partner and understanding, making sure that they feel comfortable with, uh, you're with every with everything that you're doing and just being on the same page with everything. So if you have this energy of uh, you, you must dress this way or you must not dress this way or I'm going to do whatever I want, no matter what, I don't care how you think. Like neither one of those is an attitude that's going to help foster a successful relationship, in my opinion. No, it's not. And I just like I, I see comments. Uh, I'm reading your comments on YouTube and somebody said, I'm sorry, but why would I not choose to slay? <laughs> <laughs> and I totally get it. I totally get it. I think I, too. I think most women want to go out and they want to feel beautiful. And yes, they want attention. Don't let anybody tell you different because a lot of the excuses you'll hear in these videos is I dress for me. I don't dress for anybody else. And it's just like, no, you don't want to go out and slay or whatever so that you can just see it. You want other people to see it. Now, that doesn't make you a cheater. That doesn't make you a hoe. It doesn't make you a 304. There can be perfectly nice, loyal girls who do like to go out and get attention from other people and be seen by other people in a way that is perceived as beautiful or gorgeous or sexy or whatever. It's just to know that the way you dress will bring certain types of attention. Now, if you go out and you are covered head to toe in baggy clothes or whatever, sure, you're not, you're probably not going to get as much attention as the girl who is, you know, wearing skin tight, you know, skims or that, that new bra that Kim Kardashian just came out with today that has nips on the outside <laughs> of the bra. Have you guys seen this? Kim Kardashian just released a bra that you put on that's like a push-up that has fake nips on the outside so they can so you can see them through the shirt. And it's gonna pop off. Like people are gonna buy it. I, I, I get it, I understand. People wanna look sexy, they wanna look hot, and they wanna be stared at. 
Just know that that is what they want. And the girl who wears the bra with the fake nips on it, okay, is gonna get a lot of looks and probably, yes, a lot of attention from guys. But is it the attention that you want? Maybe some girls want it for a short time. And a lot of girls go out and they're like, yeah, I want the attention and I want to be talked to. I'm not going to do anything with them, duh. But I just want to know that other people find me attractive. And the fact that women won't admit that and instead they use the excuse of, oh, you know, I just dress for myself. The reason I bought this $100 bra that has fake nips on it is because <laughs> I'm dressing for myself. Give me a break. Give me a break. You're not getting the BBL because you're doing it for yourself. You're not filling your lips up because you're doing it for yourself. You're not buying the new Skims bra because you're doing it for yourself. You're buying it because you want people to look at you and you specifically, in most cases, want men to be attracted to you. BFFR. Just stop it. <laughs> I'm just laughing over here because I saw someone named Grace join the live and they're like, wow, just joined. This is my first live. So happy I caught you. And then as soon as you, as soon as I saw that, you're like, Kim Kardashian made this bra with fake nips. Like, she's probably like, what the heck is going on in this live stream when you're tuning in at that moment? Oh, I'm it's sorry. But Thank for you. the record, I will say like, given everything I said a minute ago about like how it's all about mutual respect and everything. I do love it when my wife slays, when she dresses up and looks hot and I, I want her to feel hot. I want her to have that opportunity. And it, it gives me the opportunity to be like, yeah, I'm so proud that I'm with this smoking hot woman. It gives me opportunity to compliment her and make her feel beautiful and, and confident and everything like that. So I'm, I'm all about that. Now, obviously there's like lines and there's a degree to which she could be going down that route and I would start to feel a, like a little bit uncomfortable with it. Um, but, you know, again, we know we, we have a good sense of where, where each other's like thoughts and boundaries are at without even really having to talk about that. Um, and to just like to a reasonable degree. So I, I love it when she dresses up and I'm by no means like policing what she wears and, but I don't have to, cause we're mostly on the same page. Yeah. I think it's all about just finding somebody who's on the same page as you. If you don't want a boyfriend, who's going to like tell you what to wear or what not to wear, just don't date a guy like that. And he'll find a girl that admires that there are girls who are maybe more like the ones in this video who are like, I want to do whatever I want. I'm in control of myself. It makes me feel empowered. I like to get attention. And that's cool. It's cool that you have that worldview. There are other girls that are like, I think it's super hot when a guy tells me what to wear and what not to wear. And I love somebody who's assertive and, and dominant in, in that way. And they'll go for, for guys like that. And then you have everything in between and the whole spectrum of, of things. Uh, it's just an interesting topic to explore. And none of it is like inherently right or wrong. It's just about finding the person that matches that vibe for you. Now, clearly the girl in this video maybe found the guy that matches her vibe, even though she prompted him to say no before <laughs> the question was, she was like, <laughs> you better say no and you better stand by what I just said. Um, but yeah, it's an interesting conversation. And you know what? I'm sure all over LA, I'm gonna see girls with this new Skims bra or whatever, and that's what they're gonna be wearing. And you know what, that's cool. I'm not gonna be like judging them as part of the culture, or whatever, that's what women do these days. But just be honest that it's not purely for yourself. And for the most part, doesn't matter who you are, man, woman, you are thinking about how others perceive you. You know, when you get ready in the morning before you go out on a dinner date or dancing or whatever, the thought probably crosses your mind. I want people to perceive me 
an XYZ kind of way and you will dress accordingly, you will bring an energy that is, you know, congruent with the way you're trying to be perceived and that's okay. We don't have to constantly like perpetuate this narrative that I only do everything for me and I only care about myself and I'm just, I've unlocked a new form of enlightenment and consciousness that nobody else has unlocked where I'm totally 100% self-aware and not self-conscious at all and I only care about my perspective. It's just not true. And I think oftentimes the people who say that the most are the ones who are thinking about themselves internally more than anybody else. Just don't believe And thinking that. about what other people think about them. Yep. Too, yeah. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. They're... What was that? As you say that, uh, I had the idea for a Halloween costume. I can get one of Kim Kardashian's uh, nipple bras and uh, <laughs> look like that Canadian shop teacher with the giant yes. prosthetic yes. boobs who uh, was definitely a, uh, not trying to game the system and be a real trans teacher. Remember that? Exactly. Exactly. You know, it's it's a product for everybody. You know, Kim Kardashian <laughs> is a marketing genius. OK, we're going to move on to another TikTok here. And in the spirit of Halloween, which is, I think, next Tuesday, here is a video about a girl asking her boyfriend to dress up with her for Halloween. And we'll get our views on this. We'll put a poll in the chat. I asked you guys, if you marry somebody with 60K student loan debt, are you helping them pay for it? 70% of you said yes. And the other 30% of you said no. Okay. So most of us saying yes, others are saying no. Again, to each their own, Charlize their own, do whatever you want in your relationship. Here's the TikTok. So I told my boyfriend today, I was like, who are we going to dress up as for Halloween? Like, we should do a couple's costume. And he was like, oh, I'm actually already planning to dress up with someone else. I've been planning it for a while. He's planning to dress up with his girl best friend, right? So I was like, oh, cute, kind of. Um, who are you guys going to be? Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. Be honest with me. Am I being cheated on? Yes. <laughs> Girl, yes. Even if you're not being physically cheated on, that's emotional cheating. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to call that. You know those uh, TikToks where they're like, do you consider this cheating? If he flirts with another girl and they all like vote yes or no. If your boyfriend is dressing up with his girl best friend instead of you for Halloween and they're specifically choosing to dress up as one of the most famous celebrity couples to ever hit the face of the earth, he's cheating on you even if he's not cheating on you. <laughs> Taylor, can you imagine this situation? I don't know. This is this is this is more Honestly, this is more disrespectful than if you actually cheated on me. If my boyfriend came home and was like, hey, I kissed a girl at a bar and you gave me that hypothetical situation, I'd be like, okay, we gotta have a conversation about that. But if he came home and said, I'm gonna dress up with some girl that is my best friend as Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift, the door, get out. <laughs> get out. <laughs> jail, straight to jail. Do not pass go. Get not out. Yeah, uh, it's just, the again, the lack of consideration. I mean, it's more than that. It's like me actually doing this is one thing, but also to not even give her advance notice about it. But she found out by saying, assuming, hey, we're boyfriend and girlfriend. So naturally, we're going to have a couple's costume and be like, oh, no, I already made plans. Like that makes it to where I, I don't even know. Is this one of those stage TikToks where she's just doing this for, for clicks and views? Because that is just unbelievable to me. I know. And yeah, run, run from this relationship, <laughs> this man, or run from what yourself because however you got in this situation just betrays a level of uh something that is not good yeah no this would not work for me obviously guys it's not technical cheating i'm just saying it feels worse <laughs> it feels worse and i know there's this whole thing now where like 
guys have girl best friends and the girls have boy best friends, even though they're in a relationship, to me, it's a little strange. I don't know. If I was dating somebody who had a girl best friend that they're, you know, hanging out with all the time and they're going on, you know, little dates that aren't dates or they're dressing up together for Halloween, it, no, just go marry her. Just go, just go do what you really want to do, and that is marry her. I'm not going to sit in the middle of the rom-com where I'm like the, the girl who almost gets him but doesn't, and at the end of the movie, they have this big embrace where he runs to her at the airport before she moves away across the country. I don't want to be the side character in the rom-com. Just go marry her and, and do your thing, because that is not... The girls who are enduring that, you are the strongest soldiers. You are stronger than the army drag queens we watched at the top of the show. And you, you know, the, the resilience that you have uh, and the resistance to acknowledge what is reality is powerful, to say the least. Because <laughs> it could Yeah, be but you're me. right. It never ends well for those characters in the movies. And I can't imagine in real life. Like if your significant other has a best friend of the opposite sex, like that's you know, red flag. And I get it. Like maybe the going into your relationship, that was kind of already a thing, but the more your relationship grows in commitment, like the more that other friendship should recede into the background. Yeah. In my opinion. It just simply wouldn't work for me. Are any of you guys in situations like this right now? Or let's put a poll. If your boyfriend slash significant other has a girl slash boy best friend, are you staying with that? Are you gonna are you gonna endure that? Are you gonna sit in that? Am I overreacting? Am I am I a psycho? Because this would not work for me. Now, speaking of interesting dating antics, I came across this video on TikTok that talks about being exclusive. Let's watch. Absolutely not exclusive. I've said this before. I do not agree with it whatsoever. I think it's like honestly the dumbest thing ever. My boyfriend asked to be exclusive and I was like, no fucking way. Why would we be exclusive if we're not boyfriend, girlfriend? For that, let's just put a label on it. Me being exclusive is taking him off the market. He's taking you off the market. For what? To not even be able to put a label on it? Like, no, hell no. I'm not going to shut off my options nor his. If I'm not 100% certain that I want to be in a relationship with this person. I was basically like, let's date until we become official. Otherwise, let's not take one another off the market just to be your exclusive little F buddy. Okay. I didn't even know there was a difference between being exclusive and being boyfriend and girlfriend. Is this something that you you were aware of, Taylor? Is there a difference? <laughs> I have to be honest about this. Um, so when I was starting to date my wife, we had like a long sort of situation ship. And I think I am actually guilty of asking for <laughs> exclusive dating and but not giving the label boyfriend, girlfriend. And to be 100 percent honest, I don't remember what I was thinking when I asked for that. Uh -huh. um, and I would need it explained to me. I think it is like there's a longer story. Maybe we need to have my wife on one day to like explain our, our progress. <laughs> that so would she be can, awesome. give a fair account. Uh, but yeah, uh, basically I was kind of the one dragging my feet a little bit in our uh, dating season and she had to keep putting her foot down and not let me keep her in my back pocket. And that led me to realize every time she did that, I was like, you know what? I'm 
not committing as much as I should be, or, you know, I don't want the alternative. I do want her every time she asserted her self-worth. And so this was one of the steps in that process where, uh, yeah, we, I, I, I think this was the time where we had done joint birthday parties because we were in the same friend group for a few years. And uh, we had done joint birthday parties for like a couple of years in a row. And we were kind of in a will they, won't they dating, but not really dating uh, season. And she came to me and was like, Hey, I've been on a few dates with this other guy because we weren't exclusive. And she's like, it'd be weird if I didn't let him come to this birthday party. But I know if he shows up, it's going to ruin your night and you're not going to enjoy the birthday. So do you I'm just going to let you know that's the situation and you can do with that information what you will. And basically, that's what led me to like ask her on our first official date. But on that date, I said, instead of saying, let's be boyfriend and girlfriend, I said, let's be exclusive. And uh, then she cried and was mad at me. But it was still like a huge step forward in our relationship. And it's all good now because we ended up getting married in the end. But uh, yeah, uh, so I don't I'm not the best person to speak to this. Maybe because I'm kind of guilty of doing the same thing, even though I don't really remember why or what I was thinking. But it sounds dumb in retrospect. Well, thank you for your candor, Taylor. We are going to have to explore <laughs> this a little further. I really have to walk through the the thinking here. Okay, so hold on. If you are exclusive with somebody, that means not only are they not dating other people, but you are not dating other people, correct? That's what you meant when that's what you meant. She's not dating yeah, other people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. I was willing to do that, but okay. um that's for whatever reason, I think it was like I was scared the whole time because I knew she was like ready to like go with the relationship and I was like still not wanting to get too far. Like, I, I don't know. I felt like I, it was, I would, I didn't want to play games with her hard or whatever. And like make, let her, her feelings run too far wild with commitment and stuff before right. I was like at the same place. And since I couldn't, didn't feel like I was in a place where I could promise her that to that level, I didn't want to be like, let's be boyfriend and girlfriend. Cause to me that meant like now we're all of a sudden in this giant leap category in her mind. And I don't want her to like run wild and feel that security when I was still kind of like not hundred percent there, but okay. I knew enough to know that I didn't want to date other people. And I was willing to like focus on this relationship and explore it maybe. Uh, so I don't know, maybe I'm just digging my hole deeper here. <laughs> so it's, it's, I can understand it. It's a stepping stone in the direction of, I think this is where I want this to go, but I'm not quite sure yet. The only thing is that just logically it doesn't, it doesn't make sense, which I, which I totally get it. If, if, you know, the woman is looking for, for more, and you just don't know, you're not quite sure yet, it's kind of tough to be like, yeah, I guess I'll put the label on. But you do want her to know that you are invested in some way and that you do value her. So exclusive <laughs> is what you ask for. That's really interesting. I was just learning this for the first time. I thought if you said, you know, we're exclusive, that meant that you were boyfriend and girlfriend. That is always how I've interpreted that word because it functionally is that. I didn't realize it was kind of like a... Uh, you know, a stepping stone to boyfriend and girlfriend. So I'm enlightened today. We've learned something new. <laughs> I guess so. And you know what? So I, I, you know, I'm like my earlier, like my early 20s and late teens, I was in this like really, you know, conservative Christian bubble. Mm -hmm. uh, and I was really deeply involved in this church and, and a huge, big uh, youth, young adults ministry. And it was kind of like, everyone knew each other, everyone knew each other's business. There's like people's like leaders in the ministry were involved in them dating and stuff like that. And in that environment, it was very much like, you need to be very intentional. And every single thing is like, 
a very significant step and you ask someone out, you pursue that, you're, you, you're dating them now. There was, I, I, I'm all that to say, like, I think when I got to LA several years later in my mid to late twenties, um, I learned about this, uh, exclusive phase mm -hmm. from a girl who I liked for a while and was like trying to move into the let's, let's be in a dating boyfriend, girlfriend phase. Uh, and she pulled the, like exclusive thing on me without wanting to commit to being a girlfriend. So maybe I was like traumatized by that experience <laughs> and that's what taught it to me. And then subconsciously I did that to the next person. So uh, I'm sorry. Um, I can't believe my wife's watching this. She's probably like, oh my God. <laughs> the chat is, the chat is fascinating. No, I'm like, that is so interesting to go from the bubble of like not necessarily being fully up to date on what modern dating experiences are like, and then to hop out of it and get sort of a crash course from somebody who tells yeah. you like, then you got exclusive and then your boyfriend and girlfriend is just so, so funny. That would be hilarious. Uh, somebody should make a rom-com about exactly that. Somebody oh should gosh. do a rom-com about that story. By the way, we did get a, a $50 super chat. Sorry, Lin Lu. That was a, a little bit ago that, that you sent. And no message, but they just sent uh, the super chat. It looks like a, a one balloon. It's like maybe your number one or something. Yeah. Or maybe one year. Okay. And, uh, but uh, thank you, Lin Lu, for thank the $50 you. super chat. We do read those immediately. We do greatly appreciate that. Thank you so much for your support. Now, before we get too in the weeds here, we're going to move on to this uh, next TikTok. I love when uh, guys say random things on a podcast and then they like throw some music on it and make it seem like it's inspiring and motivational. So I want you guys to listen to, listen to this one. This is great. If I could... Okay. I would only go to dinner with billionaires. They're the best. Go to dinner. They don't look at the menu because why bother? What are they going to do? Sit there and be like, hmm, do I want the kale or the Caesar? Let me think about it. No, there's no, like, what a waste of time. You pick a great restaurant. You tell the waiter, bring me the best. I'm hungry. Not hungry. I have an allergy. Sure. Bring me the best. So I do that now. And it's great. Oh, gosh. And this got like 40,000 likes on it. What are people liking about this? I only... I only like going to dinner with billionaires. If I could, I'd only go to di dinner with billionaires. Yeah, okay. No shit, Sherlock, you would only go to dinner <laughs> with billionaires if you could. It's like me getting on a podcast and you saying, you know what? If I could, I would only stay at five-star hotels. Why stay at a regular star hotel when you could just get, you know, chocolates on your bed and, you know, fresh towels and a hot robe and all these things? It's like, yeah, duh. And then you throw some inspirational music over that, and suddenly this guy's like some alpha male who's training people how to, like, have dinner with billionaires. So now, when he goes out to the restaurant, he says, just bring me your best. You know what? I'm going to do that the next time I go to Chili's. I'm to sit down at Chili's and the lady's gonna ask me what do you Jeez, want it's a nice restaurant almost it's gotta be Cheesecake Factory yeah okay I'll go to Cheesecake Factory <laughs> right yeah and I'm gonna sit down and I'm just gonna you know, set down the menu just bring me your best and I'm gonna bring that energy and they're gonna be like sir this is a Wendy's okay and I'm gonna get you know completely embarrassed by this pseudo advice I guess but really you know if you want to make it today Start a podcast, guys, and I'm saying this as somebody who does this. Start just making content and saying your thoughts out loud because it doesn't matter what you say. You can say something as ridiculous as this, and somebody will pull it from the podcast. They'll edit it. They'll throw some inspiring music over that, and people will move on with this advice that if I could only go out to eat with one group of people, it would be billionaires. And you all know, like you're seeing through this video, all the point of that video and the point of that whole conversation was just for that man to flex and let you know that he's been out to dinner with a billionaire. 
That's the whole point. And he went out to dinner with somebody who had money and he's thinking, how can I make this into like some sort of like inspirational story for my next like podcast thing so that everybody knows that I've been out to dinner with a billionaire, which people do this all the time. And uh, it it's it's cringe. But <laughs> yeah, actual billionaires would never talk like that about how their experiences and how they go out to eat and stuff like that. This guy clearly, like you said, just had a nice fine dining experience, got that energy from some people he was around and was like, Oh, I can, I can really look cool and rich if I just put this out there. And you're right. There's this whole segment uh, of that I see on Instagram reels and TikTok of these like sort of wannabe alpha male rich people guys who are mm -hmm. like giving life advice and they're like if you're not making at least 200k by the time you're 22 years old you don't even deserve to be alive kill yourself like, what are you talking yeah. about <laughs> <laughs> like you got lucky doing some like gimmicky drop shipping scam on some people some multi-lever marketing scheme or something and that's how you came into your body and it, just because of that it qualifies you to like wear all these suits and talk like this big game it just it projects like e ego and insecurity at the same time dude they are always drop shippers they are always drop shippers <laughs> i'm like how is it possible that all of you are doing this and then i'm like it, it confuses me I'm like, are you even making that much money from your drop shipping? Or are you just making money off the people like you're selling the course to? Which back in the day, OG YouTube, every single time you used to watch a YouTube video, you'd see like this guy named Ty Lopez. You probably will know who Ty Lopez is if you were on OG YouTube. His mm -hmm. ads would pop up before every single YouTube video. And he's clearly like standing in an open house that he doesn't own. And he's talking about how much money he has and how many cars. And you can do it too if you just buy my course or whatever. And these these guys make so much money and I see this content all over the place where they're like talking on these podcasts about like this is the type of Bugatti you need to buy when you when you're 21 and you make money like me or whatever <laughs> and it's always <laughs> drop shipping I'm like dude found some freaking glow lamp on Amazon that he like sold for $15 more than it was supposed to be sold and now he thinks he's like this great philosopher they all think they're freaking Aristotle because they found some product to, to upsell you on oh man don't and if you're so it. rich and such a good businessman from all this and why do you need to be selling courses <laughs> or you're just giving away your secrets because you think uh you're it's like this chair act of charity for the world like no Gosh. they're scammers they're making money off of the courses by telling you about something that maybe they did or did not do once upon a time um or that they're having success with but like the fact that you're selling courses just indicates to me that you don't get enough revenue from the main thing that you're doing. And also, the, why would there be incentive to make the course? It just makes no sense. No. And so it smells fishy. I just don't know what's worse. The MLM people or the dropshipping people at this so point. So we should do a poll on that. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of, we just did a poll. Should there be an exclusive dating phase between normal dating and boyfriend slash girlfriend? 61% say no. 39% say yes. So uh, a little closer than I thought it would be. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So there we go. So you guys are going through exclusivity phases as well. So there it is. And I get it, guys. Ty Lopez does have money. I do understand that or whatever. But anybody who's trying to sell you a course, it's just just keep it moving. Keep it moving. Mm -hmm. It would behoove you to just work on something else that you're passionate about and put your time in there than buying somebody's course where they're definitely not telling you how they are making all of their money. And everybody and their brother somehow has a course and $100 million in the bank and all this stuff. Just keep it moving. Now, I think we're going to get into Super Chats. <laughs> okay. Let's hear from you guys today. 
Let me finish up. I just put this poll up. Who's worse, core selling people or multi-level marketing people? So y'all, dude, let us know. The multi, the MLM people will really get you. I'll be out, you know, shopping at the mall or something. And then this like cute girl who looks perfectly nice will walk up and like be starting a conversation with you. And you think they're trying to like be friends. They're like, oh my gosh, I really love your sweater or something like that. And then they start a whole conversation and they're just trying to get you to their little MLM meeting so that they can sell you on some stuff. Or what are those, like, the the traders? What are they called? FX traders or something like that? Uh, There's a word for it. There's some sort of word for the people who do, like, the stock trading, F something. And they're always, they always try to be nice to you and convince you that they're trying to be friends with you. And it's just to get you into that FX trading stuff that (laughs) is going nowhere. Forex. People are saying Forex. Forex. That's what it is. Forex. I don't get those. That's fine. I do get DMs from like Asian girls who are clearly bots all the time who are like telling me to invest in crypto and stuff. Actually, there was on our channel the other day, uh, there was a comment from some things like obviously a bot thing that was like, oh, so and so consulting helped me make so much money. Like they, they said some like innocuous comment about the stream mm-hmm. and then it's pigmented, pivoted to makes me think of how this person helped me make so much money. And it had like 100 likes. And then under Bots. that, there was like 50 comments just like, oh, yeah, her advice really helped me too. Blah, blah, blah. And it was like this whole conversation on our stream uh, of Gosh. this like bot thing. I'm like, what are you, what is going on here? It's Speaking gotta, of, I need to go back and delete it. I wasn't logged in at the time. They've got to be <laughs> scamming people some in some way, shape or form that they have. Have, they do this on every single post, all like the, the porn bots and the finance bots. And, you know, this guy made me $5,000 right. in two days. The, oh, gosh. There's also, to your point a second ago, there's a meme of uh, this girl. It's like the picture of her Instagram DMs or whatever. And she's like, you B-I-T-C-H, you cheated on or you made my boyfriend cheat on you and go F yourself. I hate you, blah, blah, blah. blah. And that was like five years ago. And then it's like five years later. Hey, girly, I just joined this new thing. Are you, are you looking to make some more money? You could make it. Oh it's like, like, it's no, so relatable. Dude. It's horrible. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Somebody said it's giving Scientology vibes. And it 100 oh, percent does. It is cult like the dedication to MLMs and Forex. <laughs> Oh, dear. All right. Speaking of no Forex scammers in the Super Chats today, you will be ignored. You will be dealt with. We'll take your money, but you're not getting any of ours. Uh, Tipper T is our first Super Chatter today. Uh, He, she says, hey, not that they put pronouns. I just wasn't sure. Um, Hey, happy Friday, y'all. Amala, I don't know if you watch Love is Blind season one, but Barrett paid Amber's college debt and Amber didn't finish college. Also, I agree with you, Taylor, on how to tackle that issue. Amber... Love is I do blind. remember Amber and Barrett. Season one. I don't know that I watched season one. I'm trying to look at for images. He was I think he was like the country boy or she. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember yeah. them. I did not think I thought they were. I don't know if they're still together, but I did not think that was going to go as as well as it did for the two of them because he came off as such an F boy. But uh, it's it seemed to work out. So good yeah, for they're them. still together. I don't know. Y'all let me know in the chat. Yeah, love is blind. Uh. T central over here. (laughs) No, that's a great example. Uh, And says, Omelette, you have a P.O. box. You said you were moving and I wanted to gift you something I made. Taylor, shout out to Ansley with your Harry Potter ceiling decor. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I saw that on Instagram. She killed it. (laughs) Yeah, I think it might still be up there. But uh, yeah, there's like this trending uh, Harry Potter decor thing where they have like the floating candles and then you attach them to the ceiling and put like an LED strip with some uh, like cloud looking things and then the lights flash and it looks like yeah 
the Great Hall in Harry Potter. It's freaking mm-hmm. awesome. So I sent that to my wife and my mother-in-law when she came into town. Uh, we just went to Hobby Lobby and knocked it out in a day. And it nice. made me very happy. Yeah, it looks dope. Uh, and I do not have a P.O. box yet. I still got to gotta figure out that and open one up at some point. Work in progress. Work in progress. Um, Miss Miss Shalice Reeves says, I was going to do an at-home birth, midwife and all, but I was lucky to end up in a hospital. I ended up with a platyploid pelvis and Mm. needed an emergency C-section because my son and I almost died. Yeah, that's the thing with uh, what keeps you, you know, in in a home birth or in a hospital birth. There's like any emergencies. If your birth is not looking helpful, I mean, healthy, if your baby's breech, all these different things uh, can affect whether or not you can do it. So I'm just like, uh, I'm, I'm so happy that you were able to get the care that you needed so that your child could be born and hopefully happy and healthy. But I will cross my fingers that hopefully there's no no emergency. But, you know, so often people's birth plans don't go to plan, of course, because how can you anticipate all the different things that are going to happen? But fingers crossed. Yeah, not I pregnant, actually, but fingers crossed. Random. Since I'm being super oversharing and personal today, uh, <laughs> I actually have a birth injury. When I was being delivered, um, I had the umbilical cord wrapped around my neck. I was turning purple. Don't remember it, but you know that's what I've been told. Um, but they mm-hmm. use forceps to deliver me, and uh, I actually got injured in my like uh, it's called a brachial plexus injury. Like the nerves from my spine down into my arm um, were damaged permanently, and because of that, I have like limited mobility in my right arm and shoulder, and I get neck aches and all kinds of stuff like that. So. Uh, that's not to scare anybody from yeah. homers, but that's another thing. And who knows? It might it probably would have been the same situation. Yeah, there's but, so many uh, things that can happen. There's so, so yeah. many things. Uh, let's see. Cheesecake bro. There he is. What's up, man? He says, Taylor, I agree with you 99% on not keeping tally of what each other does. But the problem arises where if you pay for debt, it increases her likelihood to leave you if it drains you financially. What, it uh, increases her likelihood to like leave if you, you if you pay her if debt. You're, if you marry someone with debt, you pay it, and then she leaves you like that. You can be left screwed in that situation. But for me, honestly, like that's I take the marriage and finding the right person and building that relationship so seriously. Like that, like that's if if I uh, marry someone and they do that to me, like I kind of take responsibility for them. Yeah, that. like that's that's on me uh, yeah. because I went into that with my eyes wide open and you know, it sucks, but that's the, the, the solution to that is not to form a relationship that has distrust baked into it from the core. And mm-hmm. that, you know, in my, and that's just my opinion, but like, uh, you can't let, let the possibility of something, that's why you, you be more careful up front and you really get to know the person and their character and not be distracted by if they're a high value woman and just the appearance and all that stuff, you know, but, uh, you use that dating season to really observe that person, watch them walk through life, understand who they are, talk deeply about these issues and get to know them and make sure that you, you're on the same page to where you can be as confident as you possibly can be that, uh, they're, they're the type of person who would never do something like that. And that's yeah. the best answer I think you can get. If you marry somebody and you're like, I don't know if I want to help her with her debt because she might run away. You probably married the wrong person. Yeah. <laughs> if yeah. that thought is like circulating in your brain, you probably got the wrong one dude because that would be something that I think any good woman in a good marriage would be overjoyed to have happen and that would lock in your relationship so much more one more from cheesecake bro while we're here uh most women want to do what they want without having any responsibility or feeling the consequences who cares that who cares what he thinks 
this, he's quoting her. Mm-hmm. Um, take notes, man. Hundred percent true. <laughs> you just like find- don't don't pursue a relationship with someone with that energy. There is you what go. I would say. Exactly. Yeah. Just move on to the next, and you can establish that very very quickly. You just like you know you can you can figure out for the most part unless she's hiding it. You can figure out you know pretty quickly whether or not somebody has that energy in a relationship, and then move on. Yeah. Worm Castles says, as a reenactor, I can tell you that dressing like somebody from the 19th century gets you plenty of attention in public without having to be half naked. <laughs> well, you also wouldn't have, like, won't, won't have a girlfriend. Well. <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe one day you will find the, the one. There's and... got to be some history buff girls who yeah. uh, want to. Would, would date a reenactor. I was just, yeah. uh, we went to the uh, Nashville Bicentennial Park last weekend and they had this whole uh, reenactment of like the different eras of like World War One, Civil War, all the way into like World War Two, and and uh, the more recent stuff, Desert Storm and whatnot. And had like live people dressed up in uniform and they had a bunch of paraphernalia from those eras. And I was like, I would have spent all day going through from chronologically the entire thing. But unfortunately I had to, go with my wife's parents to do other things. But uh, anyways, (laughs) I appreciate that stuff, man. I think it's awesome. You're really an actor. Yeah. It's an easy way to weed them out and find the one who is specific for you. That's one way (laughs) to do it. Uh, Cheesecake bro again says most women say I do this for myself because they want the validation of the attention, which in women's minds is proof. They're a 10. Like they, already think they are don't let your girl dress like a 304 no it's just I, I disagree i don't think it's necessarily that i think well first of all we say oh we dress we dress for ourselves because nobody's ever you know going to admit that they care about the perception of other people because we're discouraged to do that in you know modern society with social media and all these things the reality is uh both men and women want attention from other people in some way shape or form uh, at least most of them and this dynamic remains in relationships like i don't know why people get this sort of idea that like once you're in a relationship neither of you find any other person attractive and they you don't want any attention from any other people it's a natural thing especially when you're in a super comfortable relationship to like be intrigued by new things or just wanting to know that hey you know I still got it I'm, I'm still you know people are still interested in me and I think some of the healthiest couples are the ones that can laugh it off if I was out with my boyfriend and some girl like walked up and said, you're cute. Obviously, I wouldn't him wouldn't expect him to entertain that energy or to like move forward in any way, shape or form. But when we got home, I'd be like, hey, that girl thought you were cute. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. And I know you are, too. And that's and that's OK. You just got to like let it slide. And I'm sure as a guy, you know, if somebody if some girl said you're cute, even though you're married and you're totally loyal to your wife, it's still like a little. Oh, you know, that girl, that girl thought I was cute. And that's OK. It's okay to have like a little boost to your confidence so long as you aren't like an a-hole that's going to go run after the first person who finds you attractive. And there is, you know, maybe a subconscious want for that sort of energy in a lot of people. And so long as you're capable of acknowledging that that is real and that you can handle it in a healthy manner, it's okay. (laughs) You don't have to go like, la, 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 I don't see anybody else and nobody's attractive. I know when girls are attractive and I know when guys are attractive. And that's fine. <laughs> I'm not going to go like sleep with them, you know? <laughs> yeah. Just being comfortable living life in objective reality, which Ooh, yeah. is totally fine. Yeah. But we've been watching the this old uh, 2000 sitcom 
King of Queens, and it's so relatable now that uh, we're married. But uh, there's an episode where the main character uh, Kevin James goes to the goes to get uh, get get lunch or something, and at the restaurant, the waitress flirts with him and gives him a compliment and leaves a little note on his uh, receipt. And like after that, he feels like hot stuff and struts around the house and is like <laughs> super to where like his wife notices, like, "Wow, you're really like." He's like, "No, I'm just feeling good," and like all that. And then he goes back and notices that the waitress did it to like other guys and he was just basically just doing it to like get money that he was all mad at the system and anyway it's a that's it's a very so human thing but couldn't help but think of that when you uh, told that story right okay uh amala, Ken- amala kenobi not amala that's their super chatter's name okay says about the girl or boy best friend as a man i can easily tell you it entirely depends on whether or not that dude is gay Oh, oh, gay well, best friend. Is that okay? Yeah, I guess. I don't, yeah, it's fine. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's fine. I I, if they're, they're not, there's no way anything's going to happen, so you would hope. Unless he's like one of those like undercover straight guys. <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> Imagine. I, mean, I think that's only in the movies. These days. What's that stat about like X percent of bi people are actually straight? And I don't oh, know. I haven't seen that, but I'm not oh. surprised by that at all. <laughs> Okay, uh, let's get back on track here. Um, Dean Hunt says, nipple bras, Taylor Swift on Halloween and going steady. Best Friday night ever. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot to talk about today. A lot of pressing issues, guys. The uh, the, the news is hot. <laughs> Been a roller coaster. Yeah, it has. Thanks for, thanks for riding it with us. Uh, Ray H. Hi, Amelie Taylor. I've been watching your show for maybe a year now, and I finally caught a full live. Much love over here from Europe. Awesome. Cool. Thank you so much for watching. I'm glad you were able to catch this one. This one's been a fun, a fun live. <laughs> Good times. Yeah. Chill, chill vibes. Uh, Illumination Spencer says, Hey, Amelie Taylor, I've been watching since the Will and Amelie days, but this is my first super chat. Love the oh, show. Awesome. You guys do fantastic work. Thank you. You're an OG. We really appreciate having you here, and thank you so much for your support. Did you see the the legendary uh, shelf falling off the wall episode? Were you the there? If you were there, drop it down in the chat. Was there for the shelf falling? My goodness. Or on air with Amala. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we called the earliest live Tragic. Streams. Tragicistan. Oh, dear. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, Drama Forever says, I'm curious to know if the boyfriend dressed for himself and garnered a lot of female gay slash attention and even came up to him if the girlfriend would be as- upset about it. By the way, I always mm. love the content, Amla and Taylor. It's hard. Like, how does a guy dress slutty? Can you guys answer that? <laughs> like, how do you identify a male slut? It's in the face. Yeah, Taylor. That's <laughs> it's all in the face, you Do know? The half-boy face. It's all in the way that he acts. I, energy. I, guess, yeah. I can't imagine, like, if I was trying to if if my if I was trying to dress my boyfriend as like a slutty guy, what would I choose? I don't know. I would just choose a stylish outfit. There's not really a way to identify a male 304. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's kind of hard. We're saying mankini, skinny jeans, and a V-neck, Riz face. Yeah, well, yeah, the Riz. I face. think it's more like having the the, the demeanor <laughs> and like behavior of that that f boy energy while you're out and about. I think yeah. that's kind of the more the red flag you'd be looking for. That's hilarious. No, I can't. That that situation would never. You would never have the situation where the girlfriend's like, you can't go out in that because how? It, no, <laughs> like no. what? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> uh. 
Alana Harris says, we took our preteen son to a therapist and all he did was try to sell us on Wealth Simple. We never got back. We never went to see him again. We are here for our son's mental health, not to buy our MLM program. What the heck is Wealth Simple? I'm not going to look into that. But that's crazy. Yeah. Dude, imagine you're like your your teen is struggling through something and the therapist is trying to sell you on an MLM. Oh, my gosh. That's Literally. that's not real Predatory life. behavior. <laughs> Feels like a comedy movie. Yeah. Um, SM Kala one says finally caught the show live again. Great show. Thank you for all the work and time you put into the channel. Definitely my favorite duo. Have a good weekend, both of you. And thank you again. Thank you. That's awesome. I'm glad. I'm glad we do work for this channel. <laughs> we hustle guys. Just, we do. The, just the two of us yes. working on all this stuff. I mean, we've got true. some, some editors help, but yeah, it's a lot of content every week. So I'm glad you guys are here showing up for it. And yes. That's the number one thing you can do to support us is just show up, watch and, and hang out. And if you want to throw a like in there, if it's not too much to ask, you know, we'll take that as well. Smash uh, that like button guys. And for you overachievers out there, there is Patreon. So just, you know, no pressure though. No uh, pressure. Anywho, Savricks says the social cataclysm, I knew it was going to be deep. The social yep. cataclysm happening today is designed to devour individuality to accept today's groupthink as normal. Any advice? I'm resilient, oh, but I enjoy hearing y'all bounce awesome answers off my supers. I feel like I need advice from you. <laughs> the way you <laughs> yeah. write super chats. What do you mean Honestly. any advice when you're throwing out super chats like that? I mean, the only advice I can give is the simplest advice. You'll know when what you're doing feels incongruent with who you are as a person. So just, you know, constantly try to dial that in, dial in that feeling and just be yourself unapologetically funnily enough mm. and just do it just do it the callback yeah i mean there's there's pressure today to i mean today more than ever with like identity politics to mm -hmm. like identify with your race or your gender or your sexuality or all or whatever other things or with certain political movements and what or whatever it may be and it's it's you're swimming upstream if you are trying to be a true individual and navigate the world uh thinking freely and you know judging each issue on its merits instead of just going into the group think of one side or the other. And that's what we try to do here. But yes, yeah, so I'd say try to find like-minded people and uh, be skeptical of, uh, be aware of your own biases and what, what sounds good to you that you're likely to just go with just because it's uh, something, maybe an ideology or coming from people that you're more comfortable with, be willing to entertain the other side in good faith and be truth seeking and use that as your, your North star. Um, but Definitely easier said than done. Mm -hmm. Crush it, Taylor. <laughs> Crush it. <laughs> uh, Celtic Blacksmith says, I tried hanging myself with the umbilical cord too, apparently. Oh my gosh. And, uh, that was, well, it's like, why would you say it like Can that? Can you word it a little differently? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I must have been really busting a move in that womb because it was wrapped several times. Oh okay, my gosh. Well, wow. That's, that's um, rough. Well, glad things turned out okay. It happens but. to the best of us homie as we've learned today <laughs> although i still still have some some concerns with the way you're issuing the your comments maybe it messed messed up his grammar yeah a little bit <laughs> sentence structuring uh, i what was that office episode where michael's like i regret to inform you that stanley's no longer with us <laughs> he's in the hospital recovering or something like that <laughs> I was like, oh my so gosh funny. Uh... <laughs> why would you say it like that <laughs> 
uh, Samantha B, not that Samantha B, not but that Samantha our B. Samantha B says, hey, guys, love your channel. I'm a nanny, LOL, and listen while I drive in and out of Boston. I think it's more rewarding to have a nanny rather than daycare. I used to work at one. Parents do not know what goes on all day. Oh, yeah. Much better. to It's it's. You know, watch your own kids. Then you do like nanny who you know or is part of your family or whatever. Then you do outside reputable nanny, then daycare. Daycare is like, you know, if we're going to go off of quality, probably lower lower tier when compared to having a nanny. I don't know what goes on in those daycares. Sometimes, you know, every now and then the news has like a crazy story about what's happening to kids in daycare. And I am shocked at some of the stuff that you know, other people are putting other people's children through when they're not around. Just crazy. Nobody cares for your kids like you. Always remember that, guys. People, wow. One of y'all corrected me on the office reference. It was Meredith that got hit by the car. <laughs> and that's when... <laughs> and Michael yeah, hit her so. at the car. Oh, it's so oh, good. Oh. Uh, rock, paper, scissors says, happy Friday, guys. Actually caught most of the live stream today. Uh, I usually just enjoy the replays. Oh, awesome. Well, glad you got to catch it live today. We're happy to have you. Glad you made it. Cheesecake Pro again. Amo, the reason why girls like it when another girl says your guy is cute is because it's validating and proves to you that you got the best guy other girls want. Well, I don't think girls will say they don't like that, right? I think for the most part, if you were out with your boyfriend, women, and a woman was like trying to hit on him, you would not be a fan of that. But it is a little bit of cognitive dissonance given that you found the guy so attractive and kind of like competed to get him. I don't think most women are over the moon when another woman calls their boyfriend attractive, uh, but they should be. If so long as they're with somebody that they uh, can can trust and is going to handle the situation properly, which is like a thanks, but no thanks type thing. And you guys are saying I missed a couple earlier, so sorry about that. Um, there's South Dakota. Cindy says, as a retired veteran, I know there used to be a code in the military code of justice that would prevent that from being done. I guess the drag queen. Oh, uh, the dressing in drag whilst also filming yourself in uniform. I don't know these days. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, you're free to do what you want as an individual, but like not when it's like comes to your uniform. I know they're like there's particularities about that. But, yeah. You know, I wonder if it's like a discrimination thing. Surprise me. Yeah. I wonder yeah. if they'd say like you're discriminating if you have a but, rule. And a drag queen is not an identity. It's right. like you know, a Yet. hobby, right? So yeah. I don't know. Uh, let's see. I don't think we read this one from Cheesecake Bro. So uh, hey there, gang. You know how I love to rant and rave about 304 women a lot, but bro, that man did the deed and that's your child too. Be a man and pay up. Yep, exactly. 100% on the birthing, the man not paying for the birth of the child. Crazy. That's a red flag you learned way too late, honey girl. <laughs> Uh, Kelsey mm -hmm. Blacksmith says those two are arguing over the bill and completely ignore the responsibilities of the baby. Little Mooch needs to get a job <laughs> and pay up. Freedom. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's what we got to do. Back when we used to like, you know, have kids as farmhands. That's what we're going to do now. They have to you have them so they can pay off their own medical bills. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Horrible. Uh, Horrible. One more cheesecake, bro. Absolutely not. Do not pay for your wife's student loans because she's getting let off the hook easy. The loophole comment is a huge red flag. Well, if you married her, then yeah, obviously the loophole, the loophole, sorry, the loophole comment from that specific Reddit post is insane. She she needs to he needs to find that Reddit post and divorce her because that's crazy. Super big red flag. Uh, but if it's a trustworthy woman who you've married who is not looking for the loophole, then yeah, help her out if, if you want. And if you guys have agreed upon that dynamic. Um. 
Let's see. B Matt says, slutty guy outfit, gray sweats, right, white tank top, do rag, white Nike socks, and slides. <laughs> there you go. Dude, if that'll get hmm, the attention in the bar. Yeah. Can I say it? If, if the guy is like probably wearing that outfit and you look at his sneakers and they're like absolutely pristine, like they have not even been walked on. He's probably an F boy. Just keep it moving. Keep it moving, ladies. And if you're a guy, scuff up your sneakers a little bit. <laughs> because I don't know when I see pristine sneakers on a guy, I just feel like they're an F boy. I don't know what it is. You guys can confirm or deny that in the comments down below or give me the psychology behind that. But they care a little bit too much about how they look and how they're perceived. And uh, it, it says F boy to me. You got the sticker still on the hat, the tag still <laughs> on the sneakers. <laughs> Price tag. Horrible. Oh, dear. Uh, Artsy Newbie says, did you know transgender people have a genetic difference than normal people? A lot of folks talk about it being a mental disorder, but not mm -hmm. the genetic. Yeah. We kind of covered that on Wednesday. We've talked about it. And Deborah So has a book called The End of Gender that goes into it a little bit. Um, and I don't know that it's necessarily a completely trans exclusive genetic difference, which is what she talks about in, in the book. Uh, and I don't think it's been researched enough to truly confirm that they are uh, born different than, than other people are. Don Demanda says, I will watch a live un uninterrupted next week. I caught the live first time this week. Love watching mm -hmm. live or not. Nice. Amla's sweater is gorgeous. Want. Thank you. Fashion Nova guys. That's where I got this, uh, this sweater. It's a, it's a Solid color. Pretty cozy, too. <laughs> Pretty cozy. Pretty um, cozy. see. Savricks, again, says, I hope the information I share is illuminating. It's meant to be a flashlight in dark times for those who can understand it. Y'all's intellect is high, so no problem. Thank you, Savricks. Also, who are you? Also, where are you getting this vocabulary? <laughs> are you like... Your, your face listening to me read that, you were like... Really <laughs> I'm just like picturing like a 120 year old wizard typing these uh, these super chats because <laughs> the vocabulary that's dope. Celtic blacksmith again says sorry I worded that super chat very badly didn't mean to freak you out it sounded better in my head yeah you about know, the umbilical cord let's yeah. let's put the hanging later in the sentence uh, yeah. next time but we got it we got there it's all that matters yeah. Amala Nakanobi, or Amala Kenobi, not Amala Kenobi, <laughs> says most women want to do natural births because they're afraid of how the drugs will affect the newborn child. Dude, be a man and a father and pay. Yeah, I'm like, that's it's a super strange thing, especially since her plan was to like not get an epidural. Not that I care either, you know, in either direction what you do as a woman with your own birth or whatever. But yeah, it's like she decided, okay, it's too too difficult this is too painful let's do an epidural which you would hope as a husband you'd be like yeah if that's what you want we'll do what you want and this is something that should be uh discussed that's why you like you leave no stone unturned before you marry somebody i mean like any single hypothetical situation that you can think of that is within the realm of reason of, of course Ask the question and, and talk it out and if they're uncomfortable with doing that or they're not willing to like sit down with you and have that conversation Next. Next. Thank you, next. Mm -hmm. uh, last couple here. Um, Hot Team Men says, from Just Angelina, I have no money, but I hope you read this. Love you both and Aww. always watch your shows. That oh, it looks so like he took sweet. someone else's regular chat that and is, put it as a super that chat. Is that was very so kind. That is so very sweet. Thank you so much. And hi, Just Angelina, and hi, Hot Team Men. I appreciate you doing that. 
Yeah, thanks, guys. We appreciate all y'all in the chat, but there can only read so many of these. So the, yeah. the money's more of a filtering mechanism. We don't care about you less if you're not. Right. Uh, of course not. <laughs> able to pay, but uh, thank you guys. And that was really cool of you to do. Whole team in. Adidas Yup says, I feel like for the guy, for, I feel like the four guys, the less a girl wears, a more interested they become. Okay, wait, I feel like for guys, the less interested a girl will, the less a girl wears, the more interested the guys become. Okay, that okay. was clumsily worded. My bad. Um, however, with girls, we love it when a guy dresses up. Love a man in uniform. I think this is, okay, so the less a girl wears, the more interested they become. They're not actually interested in you. Just make sure you you know that. All the ladies watching, and especially, uh, you know, uh, girls in their teens and in their younger years who are maybe not dating yet and all this stuff, you might think that men are more interested in girls that wear less. They are not interested in them at all. They, in fact, do not give, you know, two Fs what the girl is actually like, what her interests are, who she is as a person. What men do, either consciously or subconsciously, when you go out and all these things, is they, like, do a little scan and they identify easy targets, right? And their brains assume that girls wearing less clothes are gonna be easier to talk to, easier to, you know, do all these other things with, right? So you might go out and see that this girl who's like all made up and she's not wearing too much or she's like all tatted up is getting all this uh, attention, but it's also not the attention that you want. So if you truly want like a really a, a good guy who deeply values you, values like what you think, dress the way you want to dress and what makes you feel beautiful, even if that's modesty. And even if you're not getting like the first 10 guys out of the gate who are going for the girl who's wearing less clothing, wait it out. You don't want the attention from those guys anyway, even though it feels good to be validated and told that you're beautiful and attractive. I promise you it is not worth it, young ladies. <laughs> it is not worth it at all. And I'm telling you this as a girl who dresses different all the time when she goes out. I have tattoos. There's actually studies that say that guys are more likely to go after women who are tattooed and, you know, showing them off or whatever because they truly think that there's like less inhibition there and that they're going to, you know, get through the gate faster. So you may not get all the attention in the world from the guys and you may want that and stuff. You don't want it. It's not worth it. They're not, they don't care. So wise words. Yeah. Um, Ray H says as someone in the military, it's my understanding that we're not allowed to post anything that doesn't properly represent our branches values while in uniform, but so many do it anyways. Yeah. That's what I thought. Mm. There's, it's just like, there's a certain level of unbecoming. Also, if you're, if you're in the military, they wear uniforms and like shave your, you make you shave your head or get your hair cut a certain way and have all these standards because right. it's to represent that it's not about you. It's about being a part of something bigger than, uh, than you. It's about the country. It's about the tradition of the military. It's about your fellow soldiers and all that. So there's just like a level of reverence and respect that comes with the territory of being in the military in general and do whatever you do in that uniform in particular. And so mashing up a, a, a video of you in, in uniform with you just parading around doing whatever your own individual interests are like mm -hmm. it's to make too clearly to make a statement about it it, it 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 shows that you don't have that type of reverence for the uniform and what it represents and i i agree that it should be something that is enforced because unfortunately like that people are going to do what they're going to do but you know rules <laughs> rules are only uh good for what they're enforced if people aren't carrying the values so right um, Laurel 
lies, not animations, says most miss most of life. Keep doing what you guys are doing. Thank, Thank you. you, Laurel. Appreciate it. I think I just skipped one here at the end. Speaking as someone that wanted to do natural birth, I couldn't because of the pain of the baby on the baby. Things mm. got crazy in labor sometimes. Or get yeah, crazy yeah. There's a lot of different things that that happen. And I know there's a lot of women who want to and then don't. There's a lot of women who hate the idea of a natural home birth and want to be in the hospital. It's it's interesting all the different dynamics when it comes to being pregnant and giving birth. Uh, I'm so fascinated by that. I could talk about it for hours, but we're not going to do that on today's mm -hmm. show. And we won't have to because I think we just finished Super Chats oh, and that right. does it for today. Guys, thank you so much for watching today's show. Hope you had a fun time on this Friday and I hope you're going to have an even more fun time this weekend. Let me know what you're getting up to in the chat down below or in the comments after the stream is done. Plus, let me know what you thought about all the different topics that we covered today. We went all over the place, so I'd love to hear your opinions on the matter. As always, if you disagree with me, duke it out, but do so respectfully. And if you like this video, like, subscribe, click the notification bell to be notified every single time we're live. That's Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 1 p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Central, 4 p.m. Eastern. Plus, we post videos for you guys every single day. Tomorrow's video, what is tomorrow's video about? Ah, a girl who's made a viral video on the internet talking about her nine to five job plus commuting and how hard it is as a young woman to get that done. The internet had a lot of different takes on it, some hating on her, some supporting her. And tomorrow, you will see mine. Cannot wait. Have a fantastic weekend, and I'll see you next time.